All right. Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. A super busy Tuesday news day. The third of four Tuesdays this month. The 25th Tuesday of the year. And today is World Refugee Day. Established in 2000 by the United Nations General Assembly to raise awareness to the challenges that refugees face and to encourage governments, organizations, and people all around the world to take action and support the rights and the needs of refugees from all around the world. Today is also National Watch Day, a day to showcase your best timepiece. Interestingly, National Watch Day was not established by a watch company, but by a department store. Nordstrom. They say it was to highlight the fascinating history and the craft of watchmaking, which is quite fascinating. We can go on about that forever. But since Nordstrom does sell watches, it may also help boost summer sales and sales of watches. And it's like a two for Tuesday. You remember that in the old days of great classic rock radio stations, two in a row from Aerosmith. When I say the old days, I mean like Seven, eight, nine years ago, you know, when they would play two songs in a row from the artist. Maybe some original rock stations still do that. I don't know. Uh, but I say two for Tuesday because the two topics that I just mentioned. And we have two items on the food calendar today. It's hashtag National Cherry Tart Day and hashtag National Vanilla Milkshake Day. And man, do I love a vanilla milkshake. It's kind of weird because I really, really prefer chocolate ice cream or pretty much anything with chocolate. But I do love the vanilla milkshake. Maybe President Biden will celebrate today with a vanilla milkshake instead of another ice cream cone. Biden's still in California. He'll be there until tomorrow. Mostly to campaign, but with a few other stops wrapped around it to make it look good. You know, make campaigning look secondary. Today, he'll attempt to speak about his administration's efforts to manage the risks of artificial intelligence. And then he'll attend two separate campaign events tonight. If you're into the whole AI thing, great article on Yahoo Finance that the AI hype bubble is just out of control. And of course, Elon Musk always has a lot to say about AI as well. All right, to the big news we go, and I do mean big. Hunter Biden has apparently reached a deal to plead guilty on two major tax crimes in his tax case and a gun charge. This, according to multiple sources, President's son would get two years probation and enter a diversion program. He may have to appear in court to file those uh, that uh, guilty plea. Feder and... Federal Judge Eileen Cannon, appointed by President Donald Trump, has set a remarkably stunning trial date for his 37-count indictment, the classified documents case. Cannon issued an order stating that the historic trial of an American president would commence on August 14th. That is only 55 days away, while most federal trials take up to a year or maybe more for both sides to get prepared. You'll be hearing a lot more about all of this throughout the day on Newsmax. I'm no attorney, but I would expect the very first thing from the president's team will be to request an extension. If they do and they don't get it, that would be interesting as well. Also in the news, China. 
as Secretary of State Antony Blinken heads home from what's being called a cordial meeting with the Chinese President Xi Jinping in an attempt to rein in tensions. We get more from former Defense Secretary Mark Esper, who spoke with Greta Van Susteren. Secretary Antony Blinken hailing what he calls constructive and important talks with Communist China leaders. Blinken also pledging to, quote, stabilize U.S.-China ties. Former Secretary of Defense Mark Esper joins me. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Greta. Um, I always think it's a good idea to talk to someone who may be considered your enemy. I was in favor of President Trump talking to Kim Jong-un in Singapore in about 2018. I think it's important to uh, talk to people who have not been particularly friendly with. Um, your views on Secretary Blinken talking to China, going there after refusing to go there after the spy balloon or declining, canceling, and talking to Xi Jinping. What do you think? Uh, I agree, Greta. I think it's good to talk to um, your adversaries, your opponents, if you will. The two things I don't like, though, is uh, my, my concern about the lead up to it. We seem too desperate, too anxious about uh, having this meeting, so much so that I fear that it plays into the Chinese narrative that we are the ones to blame for the tensions. And, and so we're coming to Beijing to kowtow to make amends. And then, of course, on the backside of this visit, uh, I'm concerned that we will adjust our policies to, to take the, the heat, if you will, off of Beijing for their bad behavior, simply to have a good relationship, if you will. Uh, look, we, we all know it's, it's Beijing, as you outlined in your opening, that has done all these bad things, uh, going all the way back to COVID, of course, but recently the spy balloons, the police stations in our countries, the Confucius Institutes, the espionage, the IP theft, it goes on and on and on. And countries around the world, frankly, are concerned about the Chinese Communist Party's rise. So what impact is the fact that the Chinese economy is in a dreadful state, is not recovering from its shutdown for, and, and fighting COVID? And how does that play into this in, certain, in terms of national security issues, in terms of our diplomatic relations and how we talk to China? Well, that's an important point. Uh, the, the Chinese economy is not doing well, certainly not as well as people expected. At the same time, the unemployment rate young, among young Chinese is over 20%. And of course, they have weaknesses in a real estate and banking sector. Look, China can't afford to get on the bad side of the United States or the Europeans, uh, if you will, which is why I think part of this is them wanting to play nice as well. Um, them not uh, willing yet to give lethal aid to Russia because they know they may face economic and financial sanctions. So they have to tread carefully here in some ways, lest they disrupt their economy, which uh, is key to uh, the, the Chinese people supporting the Chinese Communist Party is maintaining that prosperity that they had for at least the two decades prior. Former Defense Secretary Mark Esper on the record with Greta Van Susteren. And as he said, the whole world is watching when the two most powerful countries in the world are meeting. And if you've seen any of the highlights, you know that Secretary Blinken didn't look so good. And I mean physically. More from Greg Kelly. Tony Blinken looked very pained, very agitated, worried about something. And then when he met with President Xi, well, what is going on here? Greg Hartley joins us, body language and behavior expert, former Army interrogator and author. His two books, uh, How to Spot a Liar, Why Don't People Tell the Truth, and How You Can Catch Them, and also the most dangerous business book you'll ever read. Welcome back, sir. How are you? Good. Thanks for bringing me back. Now, what does that mean when you do like that? <laughs> Just leaning in. Yeah. <laughs> very comfortable. Sometimes very, means very confident. I like it very much. And uh, I'm sorry we didn't have the book covers there. We'll try to work on it. Listen, Tony Blinken with uh, President Xi. Is this the strangest handshake uh, in a long time? Take a look. What do you make of this? 
Well, so let's first talk about most body language is about movement. We are looking for movement. We're trying to understand what's happening. So let's try to watch this and see what happens. As you see, he moves in. It looks like Xi pulls a little toward him, then turns loose. But if you watch, the most important thing is not the handshake itself. Look at his lower face. You see that kind of pull back of his mouth at the edges? That's disdain or contempt. Something is going on that's unpleasant for a person to have that that right there, to Wait. have that in his face. And he looks... Who has disdain and contempt? Who has disdain? If Blinken, look at Blinken's face. There's disdain or contempt for the situation or a person in his lower face. You see all of that withdrawn to the side's mouth? And you know what? But he's not looking at Xi, so maybe he's uh, frustrated with himself? I mean, he just seems to maybe know he's in over his head? It could be that. Look, when we do, when we show disdain, it can be for situation, it can be for self. Usually contempt is for the other person. It's a little more full-blown. Usually a half-sided face is contempt. But that disdain, that withdrawal of the mouth is usually related to situation or where we're at individually. So this does not speak well to whatever they're talking about if he's looking like that. You would expect happy. That's certainly not happy. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, happy, they're at, we're, look, we're adversaries, uh, but it looks like sure. he's being pushed around. Now he spoke shortly afterwards, and this seemed very, very odd to me. Take a look, please. Sure. To our, our hosts, that China's broad economic success is also in our interest. Um, we have done a remarkable job rebounding from, from COVID and having a, a growing economy very low unemployment. I don't know. Did his dog just die? There's something very uh, pained about him. You're, you're dead on. All that concern, all that knit brow is a thing we associate with pain. I mean, look, you're a military guy. I'm a military guy. We don't. We have flat, blank faces, and we're standing in formation for a reason. They come by and look and say, why are you doing that? What are you doing this for? All of that concern showing in his brow is odd for him to be saying, hey, look, we're doing well, this has gone on. That deep swallow looks like stress. There's a whole lot of stress in him. Look at that face, look at that brow rise when he's asking you to believe something. I, I call that a request for approval. There's not a whole lot of confidence in this. Confidence is a telling, a downward intonation. We don't hear that here. Where is Henry Kissinger or Al Haig? We need, I mean, come on. He's, <laughs> I'm also, in control. I don't know if you notice, he always like, everything's a question with Tony, even when he's saying something, he wants to- Up talk. Blinken looked like he was having to say things that he wasn't comfortable saying or didn't believe what he was saying, but he had to say it. Or maybe he ate some bad Chinese food. That's body language expert Gregory Hartley on Greg Kelly Reports, 10 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. I wouldn't be surprised if the White House puts out a statement today about Blinken. This, of course, all while the investigation into President Biden's relationship and or business dealings with China and other countries is expected to continue ramping up. More on Monday's John Bachman now with Bianca De La Garza. Joining us now to discuss this, former Arkansas governor and two-time presidential candidate, Governor Mike Huckabee. Governor, a pleasure to have you in today, hey, sir. Governor. Great to be with uh, both of you. Thank you. Let's get your reaction to um, some comments that were made by Congressman Andy Biggs. Of course, he sits on the House Oversight Committee, really pivotal to all of this. He spoke to Newsmax about the next steps we may be seeing in the bribery investigation. We continue to uh, accumulate evidence. So we're going to get more bank records this week. We are supposed to be receiving more 1023s, which are these these uh, these reports from the FBI. We're supposed to be getting those this week. We're kind of inundated now. And a lot of people say, well, where are you going? Where are you going? 
Well, we've gotten more done in about four and a half months than the Department of Justice did in more than four and a half years. Uh, without a lot of help from the Treasury Department, as you know, and the FBI stonewalling on those 1023s, your reaction yeah. to the pace of this governor and what we could be learning now in the coming days? Well, Bianca and Sean, I mean, let's face it, the hits just keep coming. The more evidence that shows up, the more it becomes clear that there's some real issues uh, that have to be delved into by Congress because the media doesn't have the guts to do it. And that's a shame. I mean, it's just amazing that none of the major networks or the big or, or media outlets like Washington Post, New York Times, they don't care. And how could they not care that a sitting president while vice president took millions of dollars in business deals that his son arranged while all the time running for president, he lied about it and said he never knew anything about his son's business dealings and that his son was the most honest and smartest person he ever knew. Uh, I mean, this is going somewhere, and I think it's very important that the American people tune into it. And let's just hope that the Republican members of Congress continue to show the fortitude uh, to find out what really happened. And obviously, there's a lot going on. I mean, there's more bank records than there are mosquitoes in Arkansas right now. <laughs> And there's a lot of mosquitoes in Arkansas, from what I hear, Governor. Yes, uh, there are. <laughs> <laughs> Former governor and Republican presidential candidate Mike Huckabee, the two key things there, the American people need to tune in and pay attention, which many are not. And he said, let's hope the Republicans in Washington continue to show the fortitude to find out what really happened. And we can only hope that the Republicans do do that. More from Rob Schmidt. Welcome to Rob Schmidt tonight. The alleged Joe Biden influence peddling scheme is essentially undeniable at this point. Congressman James Comer indicating the president has possibly received as much as $30 million in bribes from foreign entities. The evidence, again, is undeniable. Bank records from massive American banks like J.P. Morgan and Bank of America. Multiple bank accounts where money was funneled for no logical reason besides concealing the source and the destination, also known as money laundering. Nine Biden family members are implicated. There are multiple credible whistleblowers from DOJ investigators to people who were physically in on the deals with the Biden family. Also, the fact that the Bidens have nothing to offer for all of this money. Arrogantly, it appears the Bidens just got paid and didn't even pretend to have a legitimate business to explain it all. You couldn't dream up a more obvious political corruption scheme carried out by America's dopiest political family. It would be the biggest story on the planet, but for obvious reasons, it's not. In fact, it's so not being talked about. Over the weekend, MSNBC talked about how ridiculous it is for conservatives to point out that the media isn't talking about it. Just puts out a tweet accusing Biden of, you know, being involved in a bribery scheme. Uh, they're stating this stuff as fact. I think in another tweet, she just declared it as fact. And the rest of the liberal media are then being accused by people on the right of not covering the story. It's a kind of, it's a very convenient way of uh, smearing someone. Right after you had the Republican, right, you had, a, you had these two indictments of the Republican front runner, right, the state indictment and then the federal indictment. And then all of a sudden, wait, there's something with Biden. There's these tapes. Imagine watching that show on a regular basis. Fortunately, neither of those two have the capacity to feel shame or embarrassment for a moment like that. 
Interesting that when Jack Smith leaked to the press that he had tapes of Donald Trump, they reported it breathlessly for days. But tapes of Biden recorded by a Ukrainian oligarch who paid him millions of dollars are just not newsworthy because they can't be verified. The reality is there's no amount of evidence that'll force the media to cover Biden the way they cover Trump because it's not about Biden or Trump. It's a fight for the ideology of this country. The left has become so tribal, they no longer care how corrupt their own leader is. It's like that in almost every great country that's fallen to leftism, political elite living fat off the land, screaming about equity while the country starves. Of course, the allegations against Joe Biden are far more damning than Trump, but who cares about that? Orange man needs to go to prison because he threatens America's transition away from first world capitalism. And if they need to break a few rules and expose a near lethal dose of hypocrisy to do it, it's worth it. That's Rob Schmidt. And in that clip that he played from MSNBC, they were talking about a tweet from South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace, which clearly said alleged bribery scheme. But the host said they're stating this as fact. I don't think so. Alleged means it's alleged, hasn't been proven yet, not fact. Rob also spoke with Governor Huckabee and former Trump cabinet member Russ Vogt about tomorrow's testimony from special counsel John Durham. John Durham expected to testify on Wednesday before House Intel and Judiciary uh, after the findings of, of the Crossfire Hurricane. This was the investigation that crippled uh, your entire administration. That I mean, one of the many ways the government worked to get rid of Donald Trump, uh, as they effectively did in 2020. What do you think we'll hear from Durham? Well, I hope a lot. I mean, he's yeah. been an enormous disappointment. We, you know, when we left the administration, Durham it was, took a long time. Right? It took a yeah. long time. But <laughs> yeah. then we find out that he didn't interview or, and subpoena some of the key actors in the Russia hoax events. And right. I think it's going to be important for Republicans to get to the bottom of that and feel, understand the hurdles that he saw and the extent to which he didn't press the envelope as far as he should. And as a result, Jamie Comer and Jim Jordan have a harder job ahead of them. Right, they do. Governor, your, your final thoughts, uh, Durham testifying in front of two House committees. Well, I think what Russell said is very important, and that is that Durham should have taken it to a next level. And why he didn't, I don't know. I mean, his is like a, a no-fat milk when what we really needed was full-blown whole milk. And, uh, you know, we, we know that the Russia... Uh, collusion story was a total fabrication right. initiated by the Hillary Clinton campaign. So at least we get that. But what he didn't do was to really go after Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and James uh, Comey and all of these folks at the highest levels of government who ought to be held accountable for their knowledge and their participation in an attempted coup d'etat against a sitting and elected president. Well said. Gentlemen, thank you both so much. We appreciate it. Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. And more from Newsmax in a moment. I have to tell you how the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier is making my life Eden better. It uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, and mold pretty much anywhere in your home and fast. It's only about the size of your hand, so you can plug it in anywhere. Behind a sofa, behind a bed 
quickly eliminates odors from trash cans, litter boxes, cigarette smoke, cigar smoke, or whatever. Gone. I have one in the kitchen, another in the bedroom. The thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules, which destroy odors, viruses, and mold with air so pure you can smell it. And we are loving our Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifiers. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack and start enjoying your whole home again. Get three units for under 200 bucks. Put one anywhere you need clean, fresh air. And if you travel, take it with you for hotel rooms. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in the discount code TONY, and save $200. That's Eden, E-D-E-N, PureDeals.com, discount code TONY, like my name, and shipping is even free. So aside from Biden bribery, China, and Trump, The president's visit to Pennsylvania over the weekend also got a lot of coverage on Monday. And for a change, it wasn't anything that President Biden said or did making the news. But Senator John Fetterman, who wore a champion hoodie and shorts to the news conference on a stage in Philadelphia, like he just came from shooting hoops in the gym to meet with the school principal. Wake Up America spoke with former Pennsylvania Senator Rick Santorum. Senator this is, uh, this is the, the freshman senator from your, your home state, the state you used to represent in the Senate. Uh, it, it, it is, you just feel bad for this guy at this point watching this. Um, what'd you make of that? Uh, well, if it was something that was out of the ordinary, uh, it would be a shocking news story. But it, it is what uh, life is like uh, for the junior senator from Pennsylvania day in, day out. And it's, it's tragic. Uh, it, it obviously is not getting any better. Uh, I, I think if you look at all the, the medical information, it's probably not going to get better. And so the question is, uh, how long the media will just simply ignore this story, co- not cover the story. I mean, obviously Newsmax is talking about it, but I doubt very many other mainstream media, uh, uh, outlets are, are, are covering this ongoing saga of someone who's simply not capable of doing his job. That's former Pennsylvania Senator Rick Santorum on Wake Up America with Rob Finnerty. And let me be perfectly clear, in case you didn't know by some chance, Senator Fetterman suffered a stroke. He has legitimate health issues. This is in no way, shape, or form criticizing or making fun of him. This is about him possibly not being fit for office right now. But he is certainly capable of putting on the appropriate attire to host the president. Fetterman was also criticized on Monday for a Juneteenth tweet celebrating black lives. But many Pennsylvanians quick to point out the fact that the Pennsylvania Democrat had once pulled out a shotgun while chasing an unarmed black man, a jogger, back in 2013. In other news, NASA is saying a UFO didn't crash land in northwest Las Vegas. Instead, officials now saying the bright green light that shot across the sky in the early morning hours of May 1st was a meteor. You have probably seen video of this on social media. Footage of the so-called meteor caught on a Las Vegas Metropolitan Police officer's body cam. A short time later, a man called 911 to say two large non-human beings were in his backyard. Police closing their investigation now, calling the reported encounter unfounded and the spaceship a meteor. 
The U.S. stock markets reopened this morning after being closed Monday in observance of the Juneteenth holiday and are mostly flat to red ahead of Jerome Powell's visit to Capitol Hill this week. Hopefully they will turn around this afternoon. And a reminder, if you're not already watching Newsmax TV, it is available on most major cable systems, AT&T, Comcast, Xfinity, Fios, DirecTV, Dish, and many others. It's also available on your favorite platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, and others. And make sure you download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free, it's easy to get, and then you'll be able to watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime, and stay up to date with breaking news like all the breaking news that we've had this morning on Hunter Biden and Donald Trump's trial. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.